Braves actually started playing baseball. Yes. They are one and two. They beat the Nationals today, nine to four. Freddie Freeman hit a bomb. Pitching staff did a good job overall. Ian Anderson got out there and looked nice. Um, good win. I'm also happy because people on Twitter can shut up for a day. I cannot stand. I'm going to go on a little rant here. I can't stand fans on Twitter or fans in general going crazy about the first couple weeks of spring training or spring training in general. I would, I would always come back to this. B.J. Upton hit 345 or well over 300 in spring training his first year here. Look what happened. I, I don't have the patience for it. And obviously there, there are, there's a point in spring training when you start to think, especially with young guys, okay, are they ready or are they not? And that's fine. But established people, like, you know, if Freddie Freeman were to go 0 for 75 in spring training, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. Maybe he's working on something. They're not out. It's not the same level of competition. And so I really get sick of, especially two or three games into the year, we haven't won a game. And the offense hasn't really woken up yet until today. And people are like, oh, my God, Braves can't do anything. They're losing. Why don't we spend the money in the offseason? It's like, okay, you can, you can complain about not spending the money. But if you're going to point to we're losing spring training games against, you know, and our best players are either not playing or only playing two or three innings, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. And here's, here's what I think of spring training analysis. That's what I think of it. Bunch of BS. Wow, you just wadded that whole thing up. Wadded huh? that whole thing up. I think it's absolutely ludicrous. If you're, if you're worried about spring training and performances in spring training a week into it, reevaluate, reevaluate your life. So I've, I've, maybe I've been off Braves Twitter a couple days because, you know, I've been pretty locked into the legends sure. recently. Yeah. Uh, are people really com- – were they, were they really complaining when we were 0-2? You know how Braves Twitter is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, as bad as, you know, a regular season game. But it was just, like, people are treating spring training like it's the damn National League Championship Series or I, something. I feel like Braves Twitter just, like, they just need to reset. Like, everyone needs to get off Twitter. For a week. Yeah. Just take a week. This just, is a perfect time to do it. Yeah. Spring training just started. Just relax. Yeah, because like you said, the, the, a lot of the vets literally are just working on things. Like, yeah, no one's out there trying to win, really. No. You're I mean, really just going in there getting your reps and hopefully you stay healthy. You want to compete, obviously, but it's not a thing where it's like if you win or lose, it's the end-all be-all. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm checking the box scores, obviously, but that's that's about it for me at this point. Right, and I like to watch. I yeah, mean, what? people freaked out when Tukey gave up like two runs over two innings. It's, it's, it's like end times or something. It's like yeah. Book of Revelations. Let's get it out. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, there's plenty of time to freak out. And it's a little later, later in the year. Right. And one thing some people are freaking out, maybe with good reason, is uh, the report of Mike Soroka being shut down for four or five days after experiencing some shoulder tightness, which was apparently due to some workout he was doing. It wasn't related to the injury he sustained last year, supposedly, reportedly. <laughs> but there is some concern there. One of your prized uh prospects when he pitched last year was pretty damn good until he got hurt is once again reporting shoulder issues and you wonder how much of that is due to his workout regimen and how much of that is due to maybe some lingering effects of the surgery and and the injury from last year yeah it sounds like he just tried to go a little too hard one day and didn't really listen to his body but like you said the relief is that it's not the same injury but it is a little upsetting for a guy who until last year, was completely injury-free throughout his minor league career. And mm-hmm. anytime you get one injury building on top of another, sounds like an injury-prone guy to me. So, yeah, with, with this injury to Soroka, I mean, the, the competition, I think the main thing to watch out for in spring training moving forward is who's going to be that fifth starter. Is it going to be Gahara? 
who's kind of the long shot, but a bit of a dark horse. Soroka, if he's healthy. Tukey. Freed is another option. I think those four are probably your best bets. I don't think Ian Anderson's quite there yet, but I, I would not be surprised if we see him at some point this season to either be a long reliever or be a starter. Three of these guys aren't going to be uh, you know, in the rotations. Who is it going to be? And I think heading into the spring, your money's got to be on Tukey considering what he showed last year. But all bets are off, I think, until we really see how they perform this spring. And it, it sounds like it's set up to do pretty much what we did last year with kind of like that sixth spot as well being like a rotation thing, rotating mm-hmm. people up and down from Gwinnett. Um, just to – so you're not putting as much strain and stress on these young guys' arms. Um, but, yeah, Soroka, I mean, any time missed in the spring is – Missed opportunity to make a good impression, yeah. so it's certainly setting him behind the ball. Behind the ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know he's super disappointed about that. But I think the front office has a lot of faith in in Soroka. I think they like what he what he did last year. Tuki as well. I think Freed and Gohara. You know, if you had to rank them, it's probably tukey soroka based off their performance last year freed and then gohara just because gohara was so injury speaking of injury prone so injury prone and hasn't shown any sort of level of consistency when he has played and uh at the major league level did you throw bryce wilson in there too i think he's more suited probably for the bullpen right now but when he when he came up last year he looked pretty pretty darn good so He's he's not at the forefront of my mind, but who the hell am I? So, a couple other names that have, in terms of the prospects that have drawn some praise early in the early running here, Christian uh, Prochet. Yeah, he had a big hit today, and uh, Drew Waters as well, and some scout. I don't I don't know who the guy is. Some longtime major league scout, probably grizzled old buck, smokes a lot of cigars. Uh, compared. Pache to Barry Bonds. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's like, okay. All right. I, I like hearing that. that. That's why I don't want to trade him for real Muto. Right. Pache, I mean, people have said he's got all the talent in the world, but that's cool that we're getting an actual scout to say, make the comparison. But, you know, still take that with a grain of salt. But today was a good a good start for him. Had a big hit, drove in a couple of runs, and – um I wonder if he's going to have sort of like an Acuna-esque spring training or something similar to that where he just is on fire or something. The team has to make a decision. I mean, I think Marcakis is definitely going to be your, you know, mostly your everyday right fielder. Obviously not playing as much as he did last year. But I kind of wonder what's going to happen with Riley and Pache. A lot of people say Pache needs another year of seasoning. But Riley, I don't know. I mean, is that another guy you stick on your bench? Um, No, you don't. Put him on your bench, I don't think. But yeah, I'd rather have him in an everyday role uh, in, in the minors than being a platoon guy or something up here. But if Marcakis goes down for an extended period, or we need more depth for whatever reason, or if Ender's not returning to form, right? If he if he's struggling, I mean, I, I still don't think you can bench Ender because his defense is so good. But I don't know. Let's say his defense falls off a freaking cliff. I have no idea. Who is going to be the next guy to step up? Is it going to be Adam Duvall? I, I don't think so. So you start looking towards a guy like Austin Riley or a guy like Pache, even though a lot of people say he's not quite majorly ready. But I don't know. It's real, it's it's The difference between this spring training and last spring training is I think last spring training there were no expectations of us doing anything. 
and we had all these like young prospects to look forward to, like Acuna and Albies and so on and so forth. This year, it's like a combination of we have high expectations heading into the year, along with we have a shit ton of prospects that we're really excited about seeing how they develop. I heard a um, Aussie interview this afternoon. He was on with uh, Chuck Chernoff, who were down in uh, Orlando. And he said everything I wanted him to say yeah. in this interview, which I don't know if I've ever heard a full-on radio interview by him before. I haven't, yeah. Um, but the main thing was talking about last year, and they were asking him if he was surprised by all the home runs he was hitting, and he admitted that he was, and he doesn't consider himself a power hitter. And then went on to say how it's just like the greatest feeling in the world, hitting a home run. So then he certainly started swinging for the fences a little more and kind of lost his discipline. Um, but the fact that he recognizes that and he said on the interview that that's a learning lesson for him and something he's going to take with him into this season and just know that he needs a lot more discipline than that. That was, that was great to hear because he could be a huge bounce back guy and look a little more like he did in that first half. Yeah. I think that takes a lot of maturity and a strong sense of self to identify that especially at this young of an age, to be able to be humble enough to admit, hey, I was chasing it a little bit last year. I got too in my own head. I burned out. I learned from it. And I, that says a lot to me about the makeup of that young man because he could easily be saying, oh, no, I was fine, make up some excuse and not be, not be truthful. But I think him being honest about this to the media isn't a bad thing. And it's refreshing in the sense that we're hearing you know, some real talk from a player and not – Coach Bro Talk. Not Coach Bro Talk. And it sets him up for hopefully being able to acknowledge and recognize, you know, if something like this happens again, he can pull himself back a little bit, maybe be a little less obstinate, which I heard he was uh, somewhat hitting coaches and the coaching staff a bit last year and trying to change up his, his game a little bit when he started to struggle. So I think really great to hear that he is he is saying that. And we've, we've heard that on, um, you know, in a couple of, Articles posted by David Bryan and things like that, but actually seeing or hearing the uh, hearing him say that today was was really nice. Actually, like hearing it, and I, I heard the I heard the interview as well. Oh, you did on the radio, yeah. Got it. And so hearing that was refreshing. I agree. So here, here, yes. Anything else on the Braves you want to you want to cover? Uh, no, something somewhat baseball related. Um, which is not Atlanta professional sports relate, related, technically, which is a little off base for me. But um, oh God, are we moving into national sports talk? No, 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 no. Okay, no. good. No, don't worry about that. But just because Bryce Harper is so linked to the Phillies and all that, um, I think it's relevant. There was an article in the a Wall Street Journal, for whatever reason, hmm. about baseball contracts and talking about how, like, Harper and Machado took him forever and Harper's still not signed. But then they talked about Jeff Mathis, like the backup catcher was with the Marlins and all that. Mm -hmm. He was like the most sought after free agent this year. Really? And linked a two year, like $6 million deal, like well before Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. because of all the analytics out there now showing like the importance of his like pitch framing and and apparently he calls the best game of any catcher in the league. Hmm. So he was wow. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like guys like that are making money. We're in the past, and, and he's he's a one ninety eight career hitter as well, which is the wow. kicker. <laughs> yeah. So his defense is so great, and people are actually using analytics now to the point where they're 
he's probably getting a contract he never would have gotten exactly five years ago. He'd probably be out of the league. Right. He's thirty six at this point, but yeah, he's going to keep rocking forever. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. Okay. There's your tidbit of the day. Sure, I liked it.